All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. Welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. As always, we appreciate you setting aside some time in your evening to uh, spend it with us. Again, watching us on Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240-1029 on Samsung TV+, Plus, the Roku Channel as well. Uh, you can visit us on all the socials. Make sure, though, the most important social place to find us is on live from Studio6B.com, where you can jump in the chat, say hello. I know the chat was going early tonight uh, during the John Solomon show. So everybody that's on the chat, welcome. We appreciate it. And uh, also the people on, on Gab, on Telegram, uh, anybody that's uh, you know talking about us, talking about the show, we appreciate it. And thank you for joining us again. It is a Thursday night. David Zier is here sitting in for Paul doing some news. How you doing, David? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. A lot going on. Uh, the country's crazy. Uh, <laughs> unhinged. Uh, Australia's unhinged. Yes. Um, but yeah, we got uh, some really good uh, stories for you guys tonight. So. Yeah, we got some interesting stuff. We only have an hour. Um, but that doesn't mean we're not going to do sports, right? Slick Rick, we got two, two, uh, two sports reports from you. What's going on? Yeah, we got the uh, men's PGA Championship teed off earlier today down in Atlanta, Georgia. We also have the U.S. Open tennis results and uh, Ohio State. Up up ten nothing uh, over Minnesota right now as college football is kicked off, Rick. Yeah, and uh, I already hear people making predictions, and hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, it's an uninterrupted season because I know with uh, the whole yeah pandemic stuff from last year and uh, but you know what uh, just the way people are talking and the way things are happening think you, about you see it's coming all the devastation to all these small college towns yeah. that depend and thrived on football right uh just out of business during the pandemic we cannot shut them down again we right. just can't do it yeah and especially not only that not only the smaller colleges but you think about the college towns because yeah. they live yeah. that that's yeah their, that's, that's what their, I meant the economies you know uh, it's right. uh, it's on state college Pennsylvania I was just on University of Maryland campus on Friday forty two thousand students beautiful campus huge stadium terrapins right yep. we just have to keep them open yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Hopefully that'll that will come to pass. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to try and get into and then squeeze into in the, into this hour. But before we jump into that. Um, John Solomon had his special on, you know, doing doing the eight o'clock hour for us. And I know you 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 were able to watch a good portion of it, right? Yeah. So, you know, we've been covering CRT, 1619 Project, Adopted in Buffalo, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. You know, these people are on hinge. Can I, you want me to just describe what John talked about in a nutshell? Oh, yeah. Uh, so really quick. You know, the birth of a critical race theory was critical legal theory in Nazi right. Germany. And they were kicked out because they were Marxists by the Nazis. And they came to the United States. They took over Columbia University. They operated critical race theory under the guise that the American justice system was inherently corrupt and there wasn't equity and it was oppressive. And then it turned in in the 80s to critical race theory, right, right which uh, put race that this country was built on slavery as the center mantelpiece of uh, the curriculum. And it should be included. And it's really like, you know, a bastard. Of, of the origins of the United States. And right. we all know it was wrong. Thomas Jefferson banned the importation of slavery in, I believe, 1807. You know, um, we've, we've made many strides. The Democrats had the Jim Crow laws in the South for years. The Republicans, you know, won the Civil War. And yep. uh, so, you know, in a nutshell, you know, we, we have to atone for the sins of the past, but we shouldn't be brainwashing our children. Um, and 
then comes along the 1619 Project, which is more recent uh, from this professor. I always forget her name, but um, basically it just totally um, corrupts uh, the story of the American history. Right. And uh, it's really um, terrible. And half the states in the union have legislation that they're preparing to fight it. And uh, what Solomon concentrated on really quick, uh, quick was we have to teach people to challenge this in the courts and FOIA yes. documents from the schools. And then we and, and he talked about how the, the students are rising up and the parents are rising up and attending these school board hearings. That's number two of, yeah. the, of what we need to do. And number three is the legislative bodies need to address it. So there's a three prong approach to fighting it. It's fascinating, special. Nobody's better than John Solomon. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you made an interesting point about the, you know, how it all ties in, um, and, and how they try to equate, you know, our system, everything, you know, our our our, our judicial system. Oh, the 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 nation was built on it. Even it's corporate. Even in the corporate world, it's all you know, it's all based on race and and keeping people down. And and then you sit back and be like, wait. Because, see, see, they're an ideology. And I've discovered, the more you watch this, because, and we've got a clip, I don't know if we'll play it tonight or tomorrow night, where the, ide- the ideology gets questioned. Ideologies don't like questions. And, you, and you'll see that. Hopefully, maybe, so, we'll, play, maybe we'll play it tomorrow the, night. But what I'm trying yeah. to, what, what my point was, is that systems can't be racist. Because you could take any system, place it anywhere in the world, no matter what color those people are, if they run that system, it runs the so same. that's the premise of critical uh, legal theory and critical race theory, is that there is nothing, there's nothing that, that you know, the system uh, is manipulable, uh, it's like a blank slate, and uh, the, the concept is to create chaos and derision, uh, division, and, and it, it's, uh, it's a spectacular thing, but, you know, Lenin said, give us our, your kids for four years, I'll have them so rooted, they'll never be able to be unrooted. And uh, this is what we're facing, and we'll talk about it later. Maybe the uh, teacher in California yeah. was fired for nice. preaching this Marxist philosophy to his students to become yeah. revolutionaries. So right. Uh, right. Solomon's special is really great. You could catch it online, I'm sure, at americasvoice.news after the show. Um, I'm and, sure it'll be up there. And also the other special you were talking about uh, with Trump. Yeah, so yeah, uh, two days ago, John yes. Fredericks, uh, or is it yesterday morning? Yes. Oh, I'm losing track of time. <laughs> You're um, forgetting what day it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yesterday, John Fredericks sat down with Trump, and um, a bunch of us were on a panel afterwards on Real America's Voice News to talk about it, and uh, maybe we'll hit some of the bullet points later, but... Trump is on point. He's ready to fight. The gloves are off. He thinks that he's I think he said today that we should have paper ballots and uh, voter ID at the ballots. And that's how the U.S. voting system should be from now on. Yeah. I, I mean, how, how do you get around that? How do you cheat with that? You know, uh, it's it makes it very difficult to cheat. And guess what? Everybody would get one. It's not it, yeah. it's amazing. They wouldn't be holding back. You show up, you get a paper ballot, you fill it out. Boom. Yeah, or a blue They're, thumb like right. in Iraq. No, no racism. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, I just wanted to point out that that Trump interview is probably still at America's News as well under the John Fredericks uh, special. Uh, okay. you got to watch it. Trump was on fire. Yeah, definitely. He, well, he's always on fire. Now, speaking of, uh, and again, we're, we're trying to get as much stuff as possible. We got hit with kind of a, a, a wacky, wacky, st- not really wacky storm because we saw what it did in the south. We're talking about the remnants of Hurricane Ida hitting the northeast here. And it really caught the Northeast by 
by major surprise. Oh yeah. Have you seen some of these pictures? I know I know Rick, you were personally affected, right? Yeah, flooded my basement. <laughs> Is that your basement right there? No. no oh. I don't see any toucan, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Look at all this water. and Unreal. And, and, I, and like you said, you, you know, your basement got flooded out. Um, look at this guy. This guy is great. He's smoking a hookah. <laughs> he's, smoking, he's, he's on an inflatable, smoking a hookah. In an alleyway. In an alley. How, how insane is that? I make a great Corona commercial. So, John... Um, I mean, I mean, Rick, I called you John. Oh yeah, my God. that's okay. So, um, Rick, there was some heartbreaking stories. You know, I was on the ground for Weather Nation this morning. We did many hits, and I was getting fed data. And as it came in, the death toll climbed from seven to nine. Right. Now it might be 60 between New York and Jersey. Oh. And uh, a two-year-old drowned with his family in a flooded basement. Many people died. People died in a car. A guy got washed out into the Passaic River in New Jersey, uh, into the river and died. Um, the uh, three hours, three, three <laughs> inches of rain per hour, uh, 13 inches of rain in parts of Jersey and seven in Central Park. Right. 20 subway lines shut down. Um, people were on buses standing on their seats, stuck on the buses for hours in New York City. It was chaotic. Yeah, it was insane. And to see some of these pictures, look at this. This is water rushing into a subway, wow. into a subway station. And, you know, when you see this, it, it just boggles the mind, especially when you've got people, um, you know, people that died in their own basement apartments. It must have just rushed in in such force at such a point where they couldn't get out. You know what I mean? Because it just, yeah. to me, I'm like, okay, well, if you see water, you would think you'd, you said, Let, let's get the heck out of here. Even but I guess it, there had to be something else happening there. Yeah, in our hometown in, in Port Jefferson out on Long Island, uh, we had flash flooding coming down the hill, and uh, Port Jefferson was underwater. Um, you know, we have a lot of impervious surfaces, Yeah, and uh, there's nowhere for the water to go. But also, remember, the ground was still wet from uh, Tropical Storm Henri, which really didn't hit us, but we've had rain. Right. Um, it, was, uh, it was a double whammy, and there's washout under the roadways. So roadways were giving out, and cars were going in um there's some incredible footage in new jersey uh many people died a lot more than we thought and and many houses were destroyed by tornadoes in new jersey we dodged a bullet here on the north shore of long island yeah yeah uh, insane stuff and and from the national weather service um the these life-threatening flash flooding that happened over the course of five hours um just lashed out you know throughout the city throughout the counties around the northeast i mean it's just insane when you see some of these pictures and you know as david even pointed out by by you know where we live it just things were underwater and you know there was there was a landslide on one one road yeah leading into town Newark Avenue, uh, our Newark Airport had the baggage claim flooded out. Uh, the renovated marine terminal at LaGuardia literally became a marine terminal. They just <laughs> put like a billion dollars into it. Um, and we had uh, several hundred flights canceled or delayed last night in New York, uh, but receded pretty quickly. And uh, state of emergency uh, put in flash flood alerts in New York City for the first time in the history of New York City. Yeah. It, it's insane. And and again, if anybody, you know, of course the people down in Louisiana that got, you know, that they're going to take some some people are saying it's going to take years for them to recover oh, from that because of terrible. you know, when water water can do the most damage. It, it, 
Aside from, you know, an earthquake. I've lived through that. That's a, there's a lot of damage. Yeah. But water Fire can do, is tough, too. <laughs> yeah. But water can do so much damage. You know, you mentioned the, the washing out underneath the roads to create sinkhole. It's just, it's amazing the stuff that happens. And it's all nature. But now, watch. Watch the narrative. I've already heard it a couple times, too. Climate change. Oh, the climate change. See what's happening because of climate change? Yeah, first time in 10 years we've gotten hit with something this bad. And it's because of climate change. Come on. Yeah, it was the first time the New York City subway was shut down since Sandy in 2012, and then for a snowstorm in 2015, and then Corona, which was not storm-related. One of the problems we have here on Long Island, we have 3 million people. The tri-state area is 18.5 million people couldn't get to work this morning, you know, hundreds of thousands commuting to the city. But we have high water tables on the north and south shore of Long Island. So Sandy devastated Long Island uh, many years ago. So, you know, this isn't uncommon, and we have a lot of flash floods and supercells in Queens for many years, uh, but never this uh, death toll. Never yeah. this death toll. Yeah, And 200,000 were without power in New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey this right. morning. Yeah, so any, anybody who was affected, no matter what state you're in, um, you know, we feel for you. You know, it, it's, it's a tough situation. Please, uh, you know, check on people if you haven't heard from them. Um, you know, and just do your best to uh, take care of yourself and your loved ones. Whew, it's amazing. Amazing stuff what nature can do. All right, just getting started on this condensed edition of Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. We'll come back. We'll do some sports with Slick Rick right after this. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. Thank you again for uh, spending your evening with us. We appreciate it. And we also would appreciate it if you, the home audience, would make sure to visit our friends over at MyPillow.com and use our code LFS6B. You'll get a whopping 66% off. 66% off today. Support Mike Lindell. Support the show. You get yourself some great pillows, some great mattress toppers, maybe a nice towel so when you get out of the shower, you're all nice and dry. You can uh, sleep like a baby, like Rick Amorati sleeps like a baby with his Giza Dream Sheets. Right, Rick? Absolutely. And and the pillow, of course, is guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. Visit MyPillow.com today and use LFS6B at checkout for up to 66% off. And since we are talking to you, Rick, and it looks like you did end up getting a nice sleep, even though you had to deal with a flooded basement um send it over to you do some sports good. for us and my giza sheets are about the shade of purple that this shirt is <laughs> almost to see but they're a little more satiny so good stuff definitely support mike um major league baseball let's get some scores that are in the finals already philly seven six over the nationals athletics eight six over the tigers and the giants took over the brewers five to one earlier today top seven marlins and mets tied at three mets have their woes uh and the uh, right now the pirates lead the cubs three nothing in the bottom of the third royals one nothing over the indians top four and braves one nothing over the rockies top three light night in major league baseball ncaa football college football after last weekend in full swing right now we have ohio state leading minnesota the golden gophers 10 to 7 good game over on Fox and uh, in the second quarter 
Tennessee, the Vols are up 14-3. to I know my buddy Jimmy Pack said he's excited. He's watching LFS6B, <laughs> and he's watching his Tennessee Vols. So, shout out to Jimmy. And uh, PGA Tour kicked off today. Championship tournament. This is the big one, Rick. The Super Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. East Lake Golf Club, Atlanta, Georgia, 83 degrees and sunny. And we had a good tournament today. Patrick Cantlay leads everyone as expected because he, st- he started with a two-shot lead. He shot a three under 67. And right now, he's 13 under with the championship scores. John Rahm had a 65 today, shot a five under. He's just two strokes behind Patrick Cantlay. Harris English, and get this one, Bryson DeChambeau, tied hey. for third. They're lurking in the weeds, so we'll see how Bryson does. You know, he's had his issues there with the media and the fans, and uh, apparently there was no heckling today, Rick, so that went well. Right. And uh, just one more quick one, men's U.S. Open singles. Looks like Novak, Novak Djokovic is just about ready to take care of business over a Talon Greek, Greek Spear. I think the tournament, it's just about over that. Uh, he's in the third set. He leads two sets to none. He was up 5-2 to two last I looked, and I'll have more, Rick, in the next segment. All right, you got it, Rick, and thank you for the uh, the update. And and again, you know, we're trying to get as much as we can into you guys tonight. And one big thing that's kind of caught our attention is what is going on in Australia. Have you seen what's going on in Australia, David? Uh, truck blockades were truly incredible. Yeah, I saw the videos of that. But but what's really insane is the risk of arrest the Australians are facing in their fight for freedom. Check this out. And it's amazing. Australians all over the country are risking arrest. Think about this. To fight for their freedoms against vaccine passports. Look at some of this footage here. Um, The government lockdowns, mandatory, mandatory electronic check-ins merge with proof of vaccination. If this is not uh, dystopian kind of nightmare stuff... I don't know what is. According to this, uh, the Greater Sydney restrictions state this. You must stay home. Only leave your home if you have a reasonable excuse. In parts of Australia, people are not allowed to travel more than five kilometers. That's basically three miles from their house. Or they face arrest for the crime of being in public without a reasonable excuse. They've even employed helicopters and drones. To take a look at some of the footage, and we have a lot of it. We're not going to play most of it tonight because we just don't have the time. But check out this. This is from the uh, New South New South Wales government announcing the vaccine passport app, app that you load to your phone to give you permission to uh, leave your house. This is cut number 11, G, go. Uh, I also want to strongly uh, message today that New South Wales is calling on industry and citizens to get ready for when we are 70% double vaccinated. That's when things will start to open. Uh, The New South Wales government will start conversations with uh, industry, uh, but we do say that the condition uh, of you participating in what will be reopening is on you being vaccinated. Because when you start opening at 70%, there are certain activities only vaccinated people can do. Uh, Because we know that whilst a certain proportion of the population is unvaccinated, that poses a risk to to too too many people. So for that reason, we're asking industry to dust off their COVID safety plans, get the QR codes in check. And we're also working on an app in New South Wales that will allow you to sign into a venue, but also have proof of your vax all in one to make it as simple as possible. And we'll have more to say about that in coming areas, in coming weeks, I should say. Yeah. And another feature of this app, quote unquote, is that if you're out and about, uh, they'll send you text 
and you have to like do a facial recognition thing and send it back to them within 15 minutes. If you don't, they'll come out and arrest you. Coming to a theater yeah. near you. How <laughs> insane is that? And then, and then, there's, uh, then there's this, cut number 10, talking about the social media crackdown in Australia. A radical plan to crack down on social media abuse is being considered by the federal government. For more, Nine's Oliver Haig joins us live in Adelaide. Ollie, how will it work? Lila, good morning. Essentially, it will work the same as a passport. Australians forced to submit 100 points of identification like their driver's licence or passport when using social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. Now, police would have access to those social media accounts. And it's all part of a crackdown on online abuse. Now, users could be liable for defamation suits or even criminal prosecution. And it's all part of a plan hoping to deter people from engaging in bad behaviour. Now, the recommendation and reckon the sports world too uh former nba player and australian star andrew bogut former seven foot center who played with the milwaukee bucks yeah, Golden State him. Warriors. yeah a 15 year career he's down there and he's way you know speaking out about it as well it's just absolutely crazy uh, you know whether you're an actor 13, an actress yeah. a sports star an influencer from getting a, a, a nice boob job and looking good i don't care whoever you are why don't we hear you speaking up the silence is deafening. Let me give you the reason why. Last year, about three or four months into this pandemic, I got a, I got a, uh, a message from somebody. I'm not going to name who it was or where it came from. I got offered money to put out a public service announcement for you everyday plebs to stay home. Jeez. We're something like this. Hi, I'm Andrew Bogut, former NBA washed-up athlete, former Olympian, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's your duty to stay home. Do the right thing for the community. I've got money in my bank account. I'm good. I'm fine. I can fill up my fridge with food. I've got cars. I can even somewhat get to different parts of the world if I really wanted to. But you, stay home. Do the right thing for the community. We are all in this together. I refuse to do that shit. And I was offered, I was offered money for it. I don't need the money. You're right. I was offered money for it. I refuse to do that shit. Now, that's a personal choice I made because I knew that I was... I was that person that I'd be giving the message to when I was a kid. I was once that person that, that's told, you're not essential, treat the community, stay home. So put two and two together. Why do you think a lot of these people haven't put messages out? Why do you think they've put contra messages out saying, do the right thing, oh, don't do this, don't do that, you know, you gotta stay home, you're not essential, I am, I can shoot my influencer video here on the beach and I'm deemed essential, here's my media pass, but you're not essential. They're getting paid for that shit for the most part. Wow. Amazing. Athletes Amazing stuff. And, and again, this is from one of the, I guess, the privileged yeah. who is, uh, seems to be more in touch with the people than he is with the, uh, you know, uh, the pretty people, the influencers. Yeah. Listen, Twitter announced and, and Facebook, they're going to be um, banning people for uh, certain words being used. So this is coming here as well. Uh, maybe when we come back from the break, we could talk about this Australian truck protest. They're shutting down social media of all the truckers down there, and they have blockades in and out of Sydney and some other cities. Uh, so, yeah, and, scary. And as, you, as you saw from the uh, social media crackdown, Facebook's in on it. Yeah. You know, they're helping out. Yeah. They're doing their part. Coming here. To Come shut here. you all down. It's amazing stuff. Crazy, crazy. Like David said, it's on its way here. All right, we'll take this quick break. We'll come back with more. We'll do a little bit more with that. I was at a board meeting. 
school board meeting. Speaking of uh, what John Solomon was doing today, so we'll cover some of that. We'll be back right here live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. All right, live from Studio 6B here on a Thursday night. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, we were just talking about before the break, the lockdowns and everything that's going on in Australia. We, we gave you just a little taste. We got a bunch more stuff on that for tomorrow night as well. I found a wealth of information, a bunch of other videos, and it's going to disturb you when you see what they're doing in a country that's, that really mirrors us. You know, when you think about it, Australia, Australia. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And, you know, and it's amazing that these people are, you know, they're tough. They're, you know, especially the military is very tough and they're, they're, they're one of our allies. Usually pro-American. Right. Yep. And, and it's amazing to see just what their leaders are attempting to do to them. So, you know, if their leaders are willing to give that a shot down there, you know, these these jackknobs here in D.C. are thinking the same thing. They're probably just using it as a test, you know, see how much we can get away with. Um, but again, we'll hit on more of that tomorrow night. And I promise to have more stuff. I, I, I kid you not. Um, now, jumping over to um, because we never hit on it. And it has to do with what John Solomon's show was tonight. And again, uh, David, remind people what Solomon's show was about. Uh, so John Solomon's show uh, was dedicated to exposing critical race theory in the United States. It's a special. Um, so uh, you can uh, watch it online at americasvoice.news. It was on live from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, uh, exploring the roots of critical race theory. It was original critical legal theory. It was from the Marxists in Germany. The Nazis kicked them out. They came here. They liberalized all the colleges. They bastardized our law. Sorry, I use that word a lot tonight. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they basically were operating under the uh, oppression uh, the, the, um, that the U.S. law and the courts were based on oppression people and it's also this loose interpretation of Marxism and critical right. race it evolved into critical race theory in the 80s and now it became uh, the 1619 project and he did a really good job at exposing it Ben Carson on he had this he's great legal experts you got to go online and watch it if you want an education on the roots and the threading of how this came to be and where we're at it was very uh, good and entertaining yeah and again it's led to because of the, the whole pandemic and again this is uh, I guess one of the uh, ripple effect, positive uh, effects of the pandemic is that kids were at home doing school online and parents actually got to see and hear what some of these teachers and, and what the curriculum and what they were pushing on their kids. And it's turned into a firestorm. We played you a bunch of the videos uh, from Loudoun County, from around the country. Um, I, I, we played another one last night. I found another one today. And this one's from out in California. And it's due to the pro-Antifa California teacher, this guy, uh, Gilbert Grape. What's his name? A uh, 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 Gabriel, Gabriel Gilbert Grape, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> What's he, eating him? Well, basically, yeah, basically, Project Veritas caught this guy, and uh, they released the video, I guess, just before the um, the school board meeting. And needless to say, parents were enraged, and rightly so, and they all decided to descend upon the school board me meeting. Here's one woman in particular. 
Um, she goes off on things and uh, check this out. This is cut number five. The reason why my daughter is standing behind me is because my job as her parent is to protect her from anybody that has ill will towards her. So being that this is her first year at this high school that is world renowned and everybody knows about this school, it's so perfect and everybody does everything right. The first time my daughter tells me and she goes against my wishes to come out of a classroom that's disruptive to her well-being, I have an issue. I am very articulate. My children are very well read. They, are, they speak their opinion. They make sure that they are clear in what they do and do not like. And for the fact that my 17-year-old daughter had to come to me and said, Mom, you don't understand. He's, he's, let me explain. This means that in two weeks, in 13 days, he was allowed to change my daughter's mind about some fascist crap that y'all have led in this school. I'm from Texas. So this don't go on in Texas. This does not go on in Texas. There are two grades higher than California, period. So to think that my very sound-minded daughter would go against me and my wishes and our values in our home to be able to go and support this man and he is putting her in harm's way. What the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> tired how long does it have to go on before somebody says something yes how long how long what are you gonna do that's the question get him out of here we don't care about this boy he got to go Yeah, needless to say, that uh, teacher has been put on leave, and they're making the, uh, from what the reports are saying, they're, they're doing what they need to do to legally uh, fire him. It's required that they have to take these steps, but basically they're, they're taking the next steps to place the teacher on unpaid leave and fire the teacher, according to uh, Project Veritas. They confirmed that last yeah, night. Yeah, and these so. guys, and this teacher was actively teaching people to become Antis, Antifa. Yep. Oh, yeah revolutionaries yeah and there are school districts in the united states and i'll try to bring some more data tomorrow night um that are giving three thousand dollar incentives to teachers that promote uh crt and antifa in the classrooms um i read a story yesterday i was floored but i didn't save it so i'm going to look it up again okay. but this is what's happening yeah and, and it's On that insane note, by the way uh the other teacher we played who was making the kids pledge allegiance to the pride flag was yeah. also put on leave oh good. yes from Wonderful. what I understand, she was put on leave, and they're gonna they're, they're looking to fire her as well. The teacher who was uh, making the kids pledge allegiance to the gay pride flag, yeah, you know, and, and laughing and, about it, right? And, and yeah. you know what? And I Mockery. saw the, the the video of this this teacher, this uh, Gilbert Grape guy, and you you see pictures and video of his classroom. There is no way that school district did not know what was going on yeah. in that class. And he's got Mao Tse Tung hanging up, who killed seventy million he, he's, Chinese. He had a, he had an Antifa flag. He's got all types of. Pride paraphernalia flag. and propaganda yeah. littering that classroom and so, he was very open about it yeah, in that oh, undercover yeah, veritas interview i know we wanted to throw him out the window with yeah. his flag I, I mean just look at them all tatted up there's no way you can hide all of that 
in front of the kids that you're teaching if your hand it looks like look like it, uh, it you're wearing a Michael Jackson glove. you know I'm a conservative I, I would never ever ever do that in a classroom and these people are disgusting yeah. and they gotta go all of them I myself you know in my school district I had to go for the the mask policy we're trying to fight the mask policy um, so I spoke there last week I went again this week for follow-up because we needed to, and uh, I actually have a couple clips from it. One of which was a very brave seventh grader. His name is Ben, and uh, check this out. Cut number six, G. My name is Ben Batter, and I'm in seventh grade. Can someone remind me how many students put under the 10-day quarantine last year tested positive for COVID? Zero. Can someone also remind me how many of the teachers or staff that were also placed under the 10-day quarantine contracted COVID? Zero. Therefore, I challenge you, the very words from Maya Angelou, our superintendent said at last week's meeting. Do now, he's quoting what the superintendent said last week here. So do the best you can. Do, do the best you can until you know better. Then, when you know better, do better. Schools are not transmission zones. We know this now. Students belong in school. Teachers belong in school. Substitutes are not substitutes for the real deal. We know better. You know better. I hope you do better. Thank you. Thank you. And again, that's a seventh grader. Sharp. Yeah. Who is, uh, you could tell he, he's not happy about it either. This is, uh, you know, this is what's going on in these schools. There's a bunch of schools on Long Island, Locust Valley being one that had a bunch of marches. Massapequa yeah. had people marching uh, against the mass mandates. Um, you know, so this is triggering a lot of anger all but, over. So the, the school districts, some of them pretend that they're open to not masking our kids, right. but they're just going to go by the uh, new governor's guidelines yeah, and, and exactly. just mask everyone up and say, oh, it's not my fault. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and again, I, I did jump up and, and speak. Here's cut number seven. First off, I just want to say I do support the board and, you know, wanting to do the best for the kids because I think that's the important thing. I think that's why we're all here. Uh, depending on it, and I don't think it matters what side of the issue you're on. Um, but as Ben Batter said a little bit earlier, you know better, but you're not going to do better, are you? This is a cesspool of bacteria, by the way. I'll get to that in a few moments. Hmm. First things first, if mass really worked, and I'm quoting the great Dan Bongino here, if mass really worked, then how come masks aren't working? How come it's a year and a half and we're still wearing this piece of garbage on our face. Ask yourself that question. If masks really work, why aren't they working? Secondly, you've already made your decision, I see. So, I find it interesting that the Board of Ed is making this decision based on, I don't know if it's science or not, it's a mandate. That's right, it's a mandate. A mandate that is not a law. Laws are not made by mandate. You have your opportunity, you have your choice to be in the right side of science here, and you're choosing the wrong side. I was a very handsome guy up there. Yeah, you could tell from the back <laughs> of my head. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, then I threw this at them. This is cut number eight. Check this out. As far out. as I'm concerned, when it comes to our kids, we're not gonna ask permission. It's parental choice. It's our choice. They're our kids. You guys serve at our pleasure, right? Because you're voted in. And you can be voted out. So I think I need to 
kind of let you know that we're going to look for ways to remove people on this board because we're not happy with what you're doing. The science does not support your decision, obviously. Yeah, so so me and, uh, you know, a bunch of us parents are starting to look into getting rid of some of these people on this board because they obviously don't have our kids' best interest in, in, in well, mind. Well, I want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for getting out there and fighting for, uh, you know, the average guy. You know, people are working overtime, they're working retail, they're at night, they don't have time, you know, to come to these that, boards. But, they, but, they but thank even, you. Yeah, they don't even know some of the stuff is going on. No, they, and you know, everyone's oblivious. And right. I think 50% of the population uh, is just on TikTok jumping yeah. up. Uh, uh, we got one more milk clip. Crate. Yeah, we, we got one more clip from that board meeting. We'll get, we'll probably play about a minute of, of it or so. But this is this woman, she's a mom in the district, Jennifer Dixon. Check this out. Cut number nine, G. I teach ESL. Do you know how hard it is to teach someone who wasn't born in this country how to speak with a mask on? And then they want to justify that by saying that you're protecting us. You're not protecting us. There's not a, a single case. If you can find the case, I'll give you my email. I, I'd love to read it. There's not a single case of a student to teacher transmission in the world. Not in the world. It is not... I'm not telling you technically what to do. I'm not that kind of person. But I've been teaching for 20 years, and I know kids. And I know that when you walk into the classroom, you know a kid. You know how they feel. You know how they think. You can feel their vibe. I can walk in and know my students so well that I can tell if they're off or they're on or something's going on at home. You can't do that with a mask on. They're not free to be themselves. And I'm not telling you that you should not have masks on anyone. I'm telling you that you should allow us as the parents Nobody knows better than, I'm sure most of you guys are parents, no one knows better than you what's best for your own child. Yeah, and, and that's a great way to leave it on. Nobody knows better than the parents what is best for their child. Keep that in mind as we go to break here. Um, again, you know, it's, it's, it's an evolving situation. We'll see what happens. We've got another, uh, one more quick segment on this quick Thursday night, live from Studio 6B right here on Real America's Choice. Stay there. on this Thursday night. Final segment up and Adam. Uh, a couple things I want to get to real quick uh, before we turn it over to Slick Rick for sports. Um, you know, we haven't talked about the president yet today. Um, but I understand he was out there and uh, I, I, I guess he, he did he talk or something and and people were asking questions. Let's, let's go to cut one. Let's see what happened. What did he say? Thank you. Hmm. All right. Well, that seems to be a uh, uh, norm. The the norm, yes, from the pretender in chief. <laughs> Amazing. I don't remember Trump doing that. If if maybe once in a while, but just stood there and took every question. Yeah. And every forceful question. and every question. Yeah. Even and, even for like longer than the speech. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I think he thrived on it. 
And I think he was afraid because he he was afraid that maybe someone would ask him about the three-year-old boy from California that's still stuck in Afghanistan or the interpreter that saved his life, him and John Kerry's life back in the uh, Well, the mid-2000s. deal he made with Ghani months yeah. ago to uh, purposely underestimate the threat against the Afghan forces. Yeah, maybe some of that. Let's go to this. This is cut number three uh, about that three-year-old and the interpreter. Tonight, the Taliban parading what it says is some of the billions of dollars worth of American weapons and equipment they now have in their arsenal. As the Biden administration weathers fierce criticism for the Americans left behind when U.S. forces withdrew. Among them, a three-year-old California boy, an American citizen trapped with his family in Kabul. And Afghans who helped America's military effort are stuck, too. Like the Afghan interpreter who helped rescue then-Senator Biden when he was trapped in Taliban territory on a trip there years ago, now telling the Wall Street Journal, Mr. President, save me and my family. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's a great question. Um, uh, Mr. Biden, uh, are you going to be saving the interpreter and his family along with a three-year-old from California that is stuck in Afghanistan? Cut one. Thank you. Anything? Anything? Yeah. Was that NBC News? Was that clip? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying some of the left pouncing on Biden. It's uh, never <laughs> happened before. I know. <laughs> Amazing. There's still hey. a mainstream media blackout, though, about, about this Ghani meeting. Yeah, no kidding. They, they, they refuse to talk about it. We'll, we'll hit on that tomorrow Impeachable. Night. Impeachable. Because 100%. Jen Psaki is avoiding it like crazy. Um, and, and we'll point out her hypocrisy tomorrow night as well. But it's time for Crazy Town. Check this out. Happy High Jewish Holidays from uh, resident Joe Biden. Can you hear me? <laughs> That's my <Yes>. rabbi. <laughs> my favorite president. Oh, I tell oh you what. God. You all think I'm kidding. That's my rabbi. <laughs> Am I to speak now? Please. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Look, um, it's always great to see my friend uh, Michael Bills. Uh, I spent an awful lot of time and began to worry. I spent more time at Beth Shalom. But I always went to Mass first. I always went to Mass first. You think I'm kidding, I'm not. You know, America is an idea. It's an idea that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal, et cetera. And et cetera. Um, et cetera. she knew I had been a bit of a student of Israel. And I, think I was raised by a righteous Christian, a father who, uh, who uh, made sure that uh, we... Uh, we had we had dinner where we incidentally ate and we talked. Um, and my father, we ate. Uh, oh, my father was dinner. the one who was would rail against the fact that uh, what we didn't bomb railroad tracks in World War II and all. I know Michael knows this. What the you hell know, is he uh, talking the, about? Uh, he and uh, so my dad's notion was always that uh, it was. I remember spending time. At the, you know, uh, go, going to uh, the, uh, you know, the yeah. Tree of Life synagogue, speaking with them. It just, it just is amazing <laughs> these things are happening. Um, it just shows that, uh, but you know, it's time that we deep, we be deep, deeply mindful. My, uh, Did he go with my daughter to the married a Jewish young man. 
And uh, I, you know, dream of every, every, every Catholic father that she marry a Jewish doctor. But uh, all kidding aside, he did. He's a, he's a great surgeon. And, um, and we wanted to have a, a co-confessional uh, um, wedding. Some of you aren't going to like this, but it was co-officiated by a Catholic priest as well as a Jewish rabbi. And I'd only ask one thing. They asked me, I, I arranged it, and I only asked one thing. There's a psalm based, there, there's a hymn, my favorite hymn in the Catholic Church based on a psalm. And it's, uh, it's a psalm that talks about, uh, um, and, and so <laughs> I, uh, I, I asked if that, that psalm, that hymn in the Catholic Church, and it says, may he lift you up on eagle's wings and bear you on the breath of dawn and let the light shine upon you, etc." And they played, and I'm, my mind's going blank now. What's the song that is played where everybody is on the chair, everybody, uh, you know. Avon, I, can't, I can't remember it, anyway. <laughs> and that's the song that was played. So, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on here. I just had one little favor, you know, just that they played on, the, on eagle's wings. But look, I'm taking too much of your time, but I really, honest <laughs> to God, think. believe that. And again, uh, happy holidays. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm falling asleep. Oh, man. wow. Okay. Okay, terrific. Doesn't anybody prep him and, and like, you know, talk about the specific holiday and, like, you know, really uh, get into the historical context? I mean, I mean, it was a nice story told about I'm, the wedding. I'm sure they did, but that's all he took from it. Yeah. Uh, let's go to sports. Rick, what do you got? Hey, real quick. Uh, so, men's NCAA football right now at halftime, Tennessee 14-6 over Bowling Green. And Minnesota leaves Ohio State, number four Ohio State, 14-10 again at the half. Um, and uh, Novak Djokovic did win. He beat Talon Grigsburg, uh 6-6, 6-2, 6-3, uh, 6-2. So women's singles earlier today. Right now, um, world-ranked Ashley Barty defeated Clara Torson, 6-1-7-5. And Carolina Pliskova trails Freehold, New Jersey's New Jersey native Amanda Anisimova, 4-3. And one more quick story, Rick. Oscar yeah. De La Hoya says he was raped when he was a teenager. Ah. Oscar De La Hoya will fight Vita Belfort later this month by Ryan Gatos. Former boxing champion Oscar De La Hoya revealed on Wednesday he was raped by an older woman when he was a teenager. De La Hoya, 48, made the revelation in an interview with the LA Times ahead of his return to the ring against Vita Belfort. The fight will be sanctioned by the California State Athletic Commission and is set to take place on September 11th. Uh, I was raped at 13 from a woman, an older woman, he told the newspaper. 13, lost my virginity over being, you know, being raped, basically, quote. Uh, and De La Hoya said the incident occurred when he was in Hawaii for a tournament, and the woman in question was over 35 years old. So, you know, obviously he's been dealing with that his whole life, and he said he's been trying to suppress it, and uh, kind of one of the reasons why he wants to just come back and box more with a clear head and, uh, you know, just get on with his life. So, you know, he's had kind of a troubled issue with drugs and stuff after he had a Unbelievable career, the Golden Boy, Olympic gold medalist, great champion. And uh, anyway, September 11th, he's going to come back and fight at 48. I don't know how wow. well he's going to do, but we'll see. And uh, Rick, that's a wrap to you. I know we got to roll. All right. Well, thank you for uh, that's an odd story, but uh, 
Wow. Okay. Big name in boxing. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Big name hey, in um, again, it was a condensed show. We appreciate you taking the time joining us here on Thursday night. We'll be back tomorrow. Full show, 8 to 10 tomorrow night. So uh, join us for that. David, you're going to be here? I will be here, but don't hold it against me. <laughs> David will be here. Slick Rick will be here. I'll be yes. here. I think Paul's going to be here as well. And of course, we hope you're going to be here. Uh, thank you for watching. We always appreciate it. Make sure you visit us live from Studio6B.com at home. And uh, also, we also salute our military, active and retired, everybody on the front lines, our first responders, EMTs, firefighters, police, everybody working. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody in the studio. On behalf of David, Rick A., Gio, and Fran in the booth, thank you, the studio audience, and uh, at home. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow night, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice.